version 2.0 here we are again and with me as usual is callum and rob yo hello what's going on guys how much man anything known exciting happened this week Ah. (laughs) 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 you said like you got like like throttled in the neck or something Nothing new and exciting this week, but last weekend I went to a fun fly, and that was pretty fun. It was a good time. Oh, tell me about your fun fly. My fun fly was fun, and it was up fly? to flying. Was it? No, actually, and I have a correction from last uh, from the last episode. I had um, uh, I had dropped the name of their website. I said it was ncmcrc.org. It's not. It's ncmcrc.com. So my bad for all you guys that went to .org. I have no idea what you found, but it's a .com website, North Country Model uh, Controllers. Okay, um, let me just, wait, hang on one second, I'm getting out my little book here, let's see, Rob Strike One. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what else, what, what what happened at this fun fly, did you uh, see anything cool and exciting? Yeah, no, it was a good time, I mean, every year that we go there, it actually turns out to be pretty big, it's airplane pilots and heli pilots, but... Um, I'd say we probably get anywhere from somewhere between 30 and 50 registered pilots that all go out and fly. and um, So it was a good time to be had. You know, It's, it's kind of weird. I'm, I've been going regularly enough now to this field that all, I, all the people that I see there, it's almost like they're neighbors, you know, like that I see them all the time, but I really only see them like twice a year or whatever. But um, So it's a good time to get back together with old friends and stuff. I saw a lot of cool uh, birds out there. I saw cool, some cool airplanes and... I helped uh, a guy set up his uh, his new revision uh, HV120. Got FedExed. Two of them got FedExed next day to the field, um, and we put one on a, a prototype uh, Synergy N7. Uh, helped him set the, the speed controller up on that. So it was pretty nice to check out that helicopter. Took some spy photos, and we can put them up on the site. We can uh, for people to check it out and. Uh, they're going to be running that one at uh, basically a 600 class. They're running, I think, 620s on it. Um, I had the rail blades on there, though, Matt Botus rail blades, so those are pretty cool. I got to watch that fly. It flies very nicely. Uh, they're running on 10 cells, but it's got plenty of power, so that was that was a good time uh, helping with that setup. I think I helped another guy set up his beast decks as well. And um, Gosh, I remember, oh, not even a year, well, about a year ago this time, the flight line was chock full of SK360s and maybe one or two V-bars, but this year, it's all a bunch of orange labels all the way down, you know, B-Stacks all over the place. That's what I like to hear. Oh yeah, man. Well, I mean, there was there was 
one of my buddies, he's got two uh, T-Rex 600 electrics, and they're both set up pretty much the same, running Contronic speed controllers and uh, V-Bar, which in hindsight I'm thinking, from what I've heard about the V-Bar governor, um, the Contronics, unless they've changed it, the Contronics speed control doesn't really play that nicely with the the V-Bar, but I think he's using the governor off the Contronics, I'm not sure, but... Anyway, so he's got he's he had those and he had them set up and there was this other guy there that had a logo uh, 600 SE out there with the V bar and and that poor guy spent most of the time staring at his laptop. I think I saw that thing fly like twice. I actually saw your your uh, your post about that. Yeah, yeah, the the, oh, the one of many. Should I get a V bar or Beast oh. threads? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, shoot, I think over. Well, I got there Thursday night. And immediately did a, a couple night flights with my X5. I, I put the night rig on it right quick before it got too dark and uh, flew it out there. And for, let's see, it would have been, well, I guess, Friday all day, Saturday all day, Sunday all day. God, I must have got, like, shoot, probably 50, 60 flights or more in, you know. Uh, nice. Didn't have to tweak a thing, you know. Granted, I had my stuff set up before I got there, you know, but it doesn't take that long to set a beast decks up. I mean, we helped a couple other guys start from scratch, and they were flying that same day too. You know, but good time. Absolutely. Flew those OptiPower packs that the, our, our friends at OptiFuel sent us out to test. And nice, nice. Yeah. We will we will talk about those a little bit further in the show in depth. Yeah. Callum yeah. or Rob, do you have anything else before I? Not now, you fucker. Yeah, I do actually. No, this uh, there's this one guy. He flies, uh, well, he used to have an, uh, an old Bergen that he had set up as a gasser. I don't think he has it anymore, but this guy flies huge airplanes. I'm telling you what, he has this Cub that's, I want to say, bigger than 50%. I mean, I could put my son in this thing, and he could wow. fly around in the thing. Uh, but yeah. this year, he had basically a giant-scale yak. I mean, like, bigger than the, the giant-sized planes you see on Flying Giants and stuff like that, right? And he was up there doing tumbles and loops and rolls and all kinds of crazy stuff with this and i got to look inside it and there must have been like 100 200 feet worth of servo cables and like 20 mm. servos all over this thing and just a beast a beast of, a, of an airplane and of course you know he spent most of the day the day he got there putting the motor into it and uh the next day he flew it but it was it was worth waiting so i'll officially be done talking about my fun weekend because you guys didn't get to go so yeah you lucky bastard you know we don't get any anything around here Nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah. Just me and my helicopters at the field well, all by my lonesome. Well, I tell you what, man. If things work out for you at the flying field like you've been talking about, maybe you could turn them around and breathe some life into it. Get a fun I'm flight going up there, man. I'll, I'll drive out there to check that out. Yeah. Actually, I will talk about that a little bit as well. But first, we want to hear what Callum's been up to. Callum's got some exciting news. Have I? Don't you? <laughs> well, I'll be honest. This past week... Well, a few weeks. I've not really been doing much. I've been getting together Fury Arm 6. Guys at Scorpion Motors uh, have been kind enough to send uh, me um, a Scorpion motor and ESC for testing and review. Uh, so that's going to go into my Furion and um, there'll be a detailed review and uh, a detailed talk on the show. Pretty excited because, you know, it's my first electric helicopter. That's bigger than a 450, and I've flown a, a 600 size electric before, and yeah, it's 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 stupid because you don't have to do any collective 
management. It's just, yeah, look at me and the sticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, but yeah, I'm 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 generally looking forward to to uh, flying. So you, yeah, that's going to be going pretty soon, isn't it? You pretty much uh, have everything you need for that at this point, don't you? Minus some blades. Yeah, well, minus some blades. Um, I've got to get a charger. Um, in fact, I've got to send my Cell Pro off. Um, I've been busy with other things to actually get that sent off yet. And it's just a case of just getting another, uh, you know, receiver pack. And then that's separate. And, that, and that's uh, pretty much it. Get a few bits, I think. And yeah, it's pretty much nearly airworthy. You've just got to put it all together. I still got to take. Sweet. Some... What model did you take? Uh, I got the uh, HK three four three five five sixty KV, and the ESC I will also be reviewing in conjunction is the Scorpion Commander fifty volt hundred thirty amp Opto. Nice. ESC. That's going to be yeah. a beastly setup. That's nice. And I hear the uh, the Scorpion, the the new Scorpion speed controllers have a. Uh... A Hall effect sensor built right into it for governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, apparently, the governor is actually meant to be really, really good. Um, so I'm looking forward to actually giving that a try. It's going to be a new experience because uh, coming from nitro, you know, and how nitro governors work, and going to electric, it's going to be quite good. Once that's all up together, I'm definitely going to do uh, a few detailed picture threads. So you'll see those on the website as well as a few flight videos, and uh, yeah. Sounds good, man. I'm looking forward to hearing about that, because I'll be putting together a 50-size electric here in the very near future. Well, we will be. Rob and I, uh, in conjunction, will be putting together a 50 here shortly. Yeah, I've had a pretty good week, a lot of flying, and um, I've talked to both of you about this. You know, sometimes, sometimes things just click. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And uh, that's happened to me in the last uh, four or five times out. And I don't I don't quite know what clicked, but the wires uh, have made their connections, I, I guess. And, and my flying has just jumped up. I mean, from literally, on a scale of one to ten, from like a four to a seven, for, you know, in my range. It's just incredible. And I've been having a lot of fun flying the shit out of that Gowie X5 uh, last Tuesday. Some guys that work right next to the field, occasionally if they see me out flying on the weekday, they'll come by and eat their lunch. And they showed up, and I said, Carl, you're about to see this helicopter fly like you've never seen it fly before. <laughs> Famous <laughs> last words, right? <laughs> so I get it up in the air, and I fly a pack, and he's just he's like, wow, what's what's happened? I said, I don't know. It's just things are starting to click. And I quickly threw another pack in and uh, did a couple uh, stationary flips right right off the ground and, and – uh, Took it up to my left, decided to flip it inverted, descend down onto the onto the uh, runway, and you know just do a slow inverted flyby. And I got about four feet off the ground. Everything was going fine. It was cruising nice, you know, for about 30, 40 feet. And it started as soon as it got straight across from me, it started drifting, and wires got crossed, and Ouch. I. Uh, yeah, I tried. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I tried to flip it, I guess. I, I saw that it was drifting, and I made a correction, and I saw that it was the wrong correction, but I went with it anyway, thinking maybe I had enough room to get it flipped around, which then intensified the impact with the ground. <laughs> so needless to say, I, I put that little gowie in hard. I busted the shit out of it. But 
it's a you know really robust little helicopter, and I got to tell you, the frames did not nothing happened to the frames. Absolutely in perfect shape. No nothing. That's cool. But every everything else peripherally is destroyed. So those parts are on the way. Nice. Yeah, I've just been I've just been flying a lot. I've got I've organized a club fun fly this this next weekend. I just kind of didn't even really ask anybody if I could. I just kind of did it. <laughs> and apparently, it's going to go over pretty good. So yeah, that's kind of that's coming up for me next weekend. But other than that, I would say for about a five day period, I was going to the field every day, and I was getting about 20 flights in a day. So. That's a lot of flying. Yeah, that's a lot of time to practice for sure. Yeah, and it's really been it's really been showing. I mean, I can just I can tell the difference in a big way. Yeah, uh, just in confidence. But um, other than that, you know, just getting trying to get some interviews and the logistics of getting people together. It's, sometimes it's a little difficult, and uh, uh, just kind of working on the show, working on my flying, and you know, basically, we're still three boring dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, guys. I think it's time for some news. News. What do you think? <laughs> Hey, this is Curtis Youngblood. Hey, this is Pat Botus. Hi, everyone. This is Bobby Watts. Hey, everyone. This is Gary, a.k.a. Custom from Heli This is Burt Camerary. This is Pinion, and you're listening to the greatness that is RC Heli Nation. Who wants to go first this time? Oh, man, I don't know. I got some uh, news, and, and again, this will be uh, in the same realm that I seem to always fall into, talking about Futaba-related products, when I don't own anything well, Futaba. What? Futaba. What? Futaba. <laughs> Fut- <laughs> I've heard, I've heard of those radios. I, I don't know if I've ever seen one except for maybe in an ad, but I've heard of them. So what's your news, man? Tell us tell us about the Futaba. Spread the word. Okay. Well, it's in it, and to be fair to me, it's a it's a microbeast related product. The folks over at Freakware have uh, released a receiver. It's based on uh, it's compatible and understands Futaba's fast protocol. It's mm-hmm. compatible with their 7-channel and with multi-mode, so you can run it all the way up at uh, 14 channels. Uh, it, it works, uh, it uses the single-line connection that you can use uh, between a receiver and a microbeast like the Futabas would be, um, similar to the Futaba S-Bus and whatnot. Um, it's a little bit bigger than, what's, I mean, it's not super huge, but it's, it looks like it's bigger than a 7100 would be, right? It's a little bit bigger than the Beast X unit itself, but uh, apparently the testing, the initial testing looks good. Which, you know, it's got the 14 channel setup, but really because it, you use the SRXL uh, connection, that, that single line type receiver connection to the MicroBeast, you're really only using the leads from that over to the MicroBeast and your servers or, servos are off of that. Um, but it looks like you can actually use it as a regular receiver just all by itself without even having a MicroBeast included because it'll do all the reception and stuff for you. So for you Futaba guys, if you are if you want an orange-colored receiver that says Beast X on it, help yourself because uh, they have one now. You, you know, I, you stole my news. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually looking at that, and uh, it, it looks it looks big. 
It looks like a big receiver. Yeah. It does look kind of big, yeah. Yeah. I, I was reading where it might not be too, uh, too Sano. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah, there you go. On a 450-size helicopter. No, yeah, definitely. And, in like, on a 250 or something, it would look crazy big, you know, but... Um, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it pans out. I, you know, it, it might not even take off. You know what I mean? But I think it's a cool way to do it. You know, I mean, the thing is, most people that have Futaba receivers probably already have Futaba radios already have receivers. But I guess it it'll work with the uh, the FR Sky. It's like the Fly Sky type transmitters uh, mm, modules yeah. or whatever. It'll work with those as well. So if you've got like one of those, I guess you could call it layer two type, you know, transmitter. You know, not uh, top shelf type stuff. I guess it'll it, it'll still do that reception for you. You can you interface that with your B stacks with just the one cord. Then you know. So Outridge and the new Velocity Fifty N Two. It's the pretty much their version two of the Velocity that's slated to hit the shelves in fall of this year. Um, it's actually got quite a few new features. Um, it's got quite a few design features from the Fusion 50, got a new head design that's based around the Fusion 50, a new tail design that's also based around the Fusion 50 and the A-Arm system. It sports stronger frames with additional you know, carbon fiber. For fuck's sake! For it... fucking sake! <laughs> and it begins. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I'm actually going to complete this in all in one take. Here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it sports stronger frame design with additional carbon fiber stiffener, front and back landing gear support. You know, those hard auto landings you do, you know, your frame should survive. Um, the server assembly is like the Fusion 50 as well, with a metal tap for easy adjustment. As well, it includes... I don't know what it includes. I'm actually reading it right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a yeah. moment. <laughs> Basically, it's, it, it's got improved space for electronics, which is good, because I know the original Velocity had, had type frame spacing and, you know, some users reported issues and, you know, try and get a neat wiring job and whatnot. The head setup is fully adjustable and, you know, you should be able to achieve plus and minus 15 degrees of pitch, which is great for you smack flies out there. That's insane. That's a ton of pitch. Yeah, that is pretty damn insane. That's just enough pitch for me to bog an engine down and watch it fall from the sky. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to say I have some news, but I don't. Okay. I just don't. I, I, I got a little treat. Our friend, our friend Dave from AnythingHeli.com uh, mm-hmm. sent me a set of uh, Boca ceramic bearings to try out in my uh, in my motor for my X5. You we were talking about mm-hmm. it last weekend at the Funfly, you know, about going with the ceramics. And I was on the verge of buying some, but I was like, I don't know. I don't feel like taking everything apart. I'll just leave it. Um, but, yeah, he sent me a, a message out on Heli Creek, said, you know, he'd like... If I wanted to, he'd like to send me a set and just to review them and tell him what I thought about if I noticed any difference or anything like that. So I popped those into my motor today. And by all accounts, though, and I have to admit, you know, I've had my X5 for a while, and I have a the the bearing the Scorpion bearing loop 
kit I got with the uh, my 910 that I have on my 550. I have yet to loop the, the, the stock bearings in this X5. Took them off today. Smooth as eggs, man. Those, those stock bearings were still... The, they hadn't thrown uh, a lot of their lube or anything like that yet. So, I mean, they had they were in excellent shape. So by all accounts, I wasn't doing the upgrade because I needed to replace the bearings. I'm just doing that just so I can see if I can tell a difference. And, you know, I don't know if you know how sometimes if you get yourself thinking about something, you might have a preconceived notion about it and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, I put the thing back together. I took it outside and I flew it. Um, I could tell a difference in the sound ever so slightly i could hear more of the whine of the gear over the sound of the motor turning which was kind of cool i guess but so i'll have to get some more flights in because i i had myself convinced partway through my flight that it was it felt smoother but i came into my senses and i'm thinking there's no way i could just tell that in in less than a minute of flying the helicopter you know what i mean but um so i'm gonna fly the heck out of it for a while pop the motor back off and check out the bearings to see how they look and stuff like that because i've never flown a ceramic bearing before you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'd be really interested to see what happens if, you know, knock on wood, if I crash it again, which when actually, when I crash it, I'll sure. eventually crash, right? right. Um, how the bearings stand up to a, you know, to a heavy side load or something. So that's what I'm guess, guess what time it is. What time is it? It's Miller time. Ah, yes. Oh, I... So, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Calm was just talking about the outrage, and I swear to God, if you move around in that chair one more time, I'm going to reach the internet and strangle you. It's his mama's wicker rocking chair. <laughs> this is, this she is makes him breakfast. When she makes him crumpets and tea in the morning, he has to look good this, for her. I mean, Wait a minute. Can you seriously hear that badly? Uh, yeah. Dude, it'll make... Yeah, right there. <laughs> I swear to God, you're working, you're working my last night. Dude. They don't make crumpets and tea for breakfast. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let, me, let me just adjust faster. Oh, that sounded a bit wrong. Yeah. Let me just... <laughs> let me... Yeah, there we go. Sorry. As you get older, you learn that you just learn to adjust yourself without actually bringing attention to yourself. So uh, you don't really need to let everybody know. Well, you know, I thought you'd want to know. So. <laughs> well, you're, you're partly right. You're partly right. <laughs> so uh, Calum was talking about the outrage. Which re- leads us to another little bit of inf- well, it's not really news, but it's kind of news for us. Um, I uh, the burning is no longer my problem. Yeah, I, hit, I heard you did a, had a pretty nice deal on that. You, you... Yeah, I don't really want to, you know, because it's really between me and, and Dennis, who I traded it with. What what the, the the deals or the you know the details of our deal was, but nonetheless, I will say that I ended up in the deal with a Fusion 50 kit. In the box, uh, the only thing, nothing's open, just just the box. And so here's what's going on with that. I'm going to send that to Rob. It's on his way to Rob as we speak, and uh, I'll be ordering some bits for it, goodies. And uh, Rob's going to be doing a build video on it. Yes. So look for that. I'm really excited about getting into the 50 electric because I'm really having a fun. I'm really having a great time with that Gowie. Oh, you want me to send it back to you? Ah. Well, <laughs> well, you could either either you can send me the helicopter or your wife. Oh, Ooh. really? <laughs> She's like, oh, wait, let me think about this for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Um, another thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, I, I talk about Heli Pros a lot because they're a local Montana business, and I've, I've done a lot of business with them. 
And I always have good things to say about him, but today, I kind of have a bitch about Helipros. And I can't, you know, look, I like them. I like the guys there, the whole bunch of them. They're all good guys, and I don't think this was an intentional thing. However, I, I rec- you know, I've been ordering from them for three years, and generally every order I make is over $100 for the express purpose of saving $5 on shipping. I'll add $25 to my order just to save that $5 on shipping. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I'm making these orders uh, as of late, and I, I never had to click anything to to denote free shipping. I just it had always been in the past, you know, over a hundred dollars for free shipping. It's kind of a no brainer. So I happened to, for no particular reason, be looking through my What the hell was that? I have no idea. It kinda of sounds like he was doing a line of coke to me. <laughs> what the uh... That's how you get up so dang early, Callum. All right. I'm I'm sitting here listening intently, and it all goes quiet. I'm like thinking, shit, has me internet got a doubt? No. And then then, 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 then it just mysteriously transforms into, I'm doing a line of coke. So, so anyway, so anyway, I, I ordered. I don't even remember what I ordered. So just it was over a hundred dollars worth of stuff, just just some random stuff. So, and I happened to, for no particular reason, look at my packing slip, which I rarely never do. I open the box, I see what's there. If everything I ordered is there, I don't even think twice about it. So I looked at the packing slip, and I see that I paid twelve dollars or some odd for shipping. So I call, and I said, I thought you guys did free shipping over a hundred dollars, a hundred twenty nine dollar order. And he's yeah, yeah, we do. I said, well, I got this order here, and I paid $12 for shipping. Well, apparently, six months ago, they changed the procedure where on the checkout, you have to click for free shipping. Uh-huh. And I don't, I, I, I don't understand. Okay, I don't, get, I don't get that. I just, why would you, seems to me a no-brainer, no sh- free shipping. Why would I need to tell you that I want free shipping? But anyway, I was a little disappointed. Uh, I did get a refund on that $12, but... Looking through orders that I've made in the last six months, the, I, I just went back to like nine orders. Every one of them is over $100. I paid shipping on all of those orders. Oh, dang. I, you know, and it's not a big deal, but... Maybe they'll I, just I give just, you like a credit or something. And they'll kick you out of parts. Well, you know, I don't... I'm not going to... Look, I just... I, I just felt... I don't want... You know, I didn't want to... So, so did you dumb thumb the checkout page then? Is that what's been happening? <laughs> Apparently, I, I dumb thumbed it, man. I just completely wasn't even paying, lost my orientation, and just crash and burn, right? <laughs> More like skim and click. Skim and click. $12.95 crash every time I ordered. No, I mean, it, it's not a, I mean, you know, I it just it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, you know, it's just like anything else. I, you know, I constantly am I'm praising Heli Pros, and I just figured. You know, I had an issue, and I figured I'd talk about it. No biggie, no harm, no foul. Well, kind of foul, but no real harm. That was a scratch. Is that what that was? Yep. That was pretty stupid of you, Dan. It was to help me. I'm an idiot. What can I say? You could have got an extra shaft to play with. So uh, we had an interview, a quick interview, and actually I'd like to bring to your attention uh, Melissa 
is still, she's kind of there with us. She's been in the background kind of listening to us. We did a quick little interview with her uh, this evening, just kind of get her, her perspective on the hobby. So we're going to go ahead and play that now, and we will be right back. <laughs> Keep singing, Cal. Da, 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 da. Come on, do it, man, do it. Uh, no, I was just, oh, no, you see, it was a duo, you know, me, me and Rob, so, you know, he stopped, you know, I, I, I So Rob, you uh, you read these uh, Avant threads uh, with the girls in uh, bikinis and all that good stuff here in the last since after Urcha, did you? Yeah, I guess if you call it reading. Did you actually read what was being posted, or did you just yeah, skim through? No, I, I mean I read it. Yeah, I I what? I read in between looking at the pictures. Yeah, sure. I uh, I was looking through that forum and I saw I saw some of the girls from Heli Freak respond and it kind of gave me an idea to get some of them online and are on the show and uh, see if we could have a quick interview with them and it so worked out that tonight we do have one Melissa's her name otherwise known as Little Hammer 05 Melissa welcome to the show hello thank you <laughs> you know what brought my attention to it initially was the when Tammy, who we're going to have on the show eventually because she's a gas. She's, I talked with her last night for about an hour. Very opinionated. And <laughs> she did, uh, she posted some, and I never did see the picture, but apparently she posted amidst all those girl pictures, those uh, bikini-clad pictures, a guy, I guess, in a bikini underwear or something to that effect. And it seemed to really ruffle some feathers. Uh, I noticed that there were some... I don't know, some guys went into the ladies' forum and kind of started harassing you guys. And so we, we decided we would just kind of t- see what the ladies in the hobby, what they're thinking about this kind of thing. What, what what are your thoughts on having pictures like that, Melissa? Um, I think it just gives girls a bad name when it comes to helis, because that's what guys are used to seeing. It's girls in, like, bikinis holding a heli. That just makes them seem like they don't know anything. So do you suppose any of these girls actually fly helis? Um, maybe a few, but I don't think any guys give them the chance to say if they yeah. do fly or anything. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't really have an. I don't know. You know, I don't really have an opinion on whether or not it's a good or a bad thing. I mean, I'm not stupid. I understand that it's advertising, and they're getting people to look at a brand yep. by having some girls uh, have a vaunt, you know, plastered across their ass and that kind of thing. But I, you know, it 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 doesn't necessarily make them want to buy that that product. I mean, it, it's I'm not particularly. Uh, I'm not going to be, you know, driven to to go buy an Avant helicopter because <laughs> some cute little blonde was running around with an Avant uh, uh, baby tee on or something to that effect. So I don't I don't know. It seemed to me that um, and uh, Tammy, when I was talking with her, she quickly I, I guess she even got in trouble for posting some of that stuff and trying to cause a little little ruckus on the forum. And then I saw. Where Sarah, who also was going to be on but couldn't make it, and you were kind of starting to get attacked by some of these guys. I don't want to say attacked, but, you know, they were definitely uh, questioning things that you've said in the past or maybe looking up some of your previous posts. And 
kind of using that against you type thing. Did you get? Did you see that where they were doing that? Yeah. And? I was kind of angry. <laughs> One guy was saying just because I didn't agree with it, I was, I didn't have a very good self-image of myself. Yeah. I don't know. That that seems like it's taken a little far. Another thing that was said I noticed was maybe a little bit too far was something about uh, posting something in the purse form or something like that. Seems like a little, little bit of a stereotype to me, mm-hmm. but... Anyway, it's just kind of interesting to, to talk to ladies in the in the in the uh, hobby. So let's kind of get past the Avant stuff because you know no matter we can sit here and talk about that stuff all night long, but it's it's going to happen whether whether we agree with it or not. Exactly. Well, whether so, it's helicopters or race cars or beer or whatever, that's that that part of the advertising machine occurs wherever you're at. I think the big thing is in a hobby like ours. I mean, frankly, it's not nearly as co-ed as a lot of hobbies are right that's true so it's true it's like a whole bunch of mature not always but most of the time gentlemen seem to lose their noodle or something when it's presented in in the context of their own hobby you know and so yeah i don't know and it's it's never gonna go away it's been that way since the dawn of time that's so. true so anyway here we are and uh, melissa why don't you tell us a little bit about the hobby uh, how did you get into it and you know what is it about helicopters that kind of drew you to- towards them well i just got into the hobby i say a little over a year ago and my boyfriend um dave he showed me his blade 400 and i did not have it i hated that thing i thought it was a toy i thought it was stupid until mm-hmm. i learned a little more about it that how much went into it how much work you actually had to put into flying one and it wasn't just something you could pick up and be like, I'm going to fly this today, and away you went. No, it takes a lot of practice, and I like that part of the hobby. It's not just something easy you can pick up. You have to learn about it. You have to practice. A lot goes into it, and I like that kind of thing. I like yeah, you like the challenge. Stuff, so. Yeah, that's yes. cool. Yeah. yeah. And I, I saw you had a YouTube channel. Yes, is, I is that Is that uh, YouTube channel kind of dedicated to your adventures in the RC world? Yes, is that, it or is. is there is it? So you, you've got videos there. We can see if we were to go there, we can see you flying and that kind of stuff. Yes, I do mostly sim updates. I do a lot of sim time. Yeah. Yep. What helicopters are you flying? Um, I'm not flying any right now. I am saving money up for a Compass Atom 500. Oh yeah. I would yeah. Like to buy one of those though. Saving up. Does your uh, boyfriend let you fly his? Um, not right now. It's kind of broke, but we're trying to fix it. So. <laughs> <laughs> After it's nice. fixed, it's gonna let me fly it. Oh yeah, I know how that is, man. There's always one on the bench somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah. In the heli hospital. Mm. Yeah, I've got one in the heli hospital right now. In fact. <laughs> then, then you uh, do you go through like setup with him and stuff like that, or is he kind of teaching you how to do all that stuff as well, or? He's teaching me pretty much everything, like how to go through a transmitter, how to fix the heli, how to take it apart, all sorts of stuff. It's really fun. Yeah. And you enjoy that? You enjoy that tinkering with them? Yes, I love it. <laughs> You're gonna get a, a compass. Did you say 550? 500. Or a 500, yep. Adam. Yes, sir. Fly barless, preferably. Oh, oh. Hey, now you're talking. What kind of fly barless <laughs> control are you gonna put on that? Beast X. Oh, yeah. yes. Damn it. Yes. Nice. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're always that giving Callum a bunch of crap because he's still drinking the V Bar Kool Aid. So. <gasps> Yeah, he's still sitting at his computer. Come over to the B-Stack side. (laughs) 
He's still he's still tweaking at his computer. He's still he's still tweaking that V bar. <laughs> yeah, well at least it flies right. I had a beast X and it, it, it caused my hay to crash, so mm-hmm. Yeah, I stuck V bar on there and yeah, not a problem. And you haven't crashed and you haven't crashed since. <laughs> <laughs> Except when, when you did the automatic pitch pump all by itself. <laughs> oh wait, that was a whole other thing. Yeah. Oh wait a minute. That's when it when it reinitialized in flight. Yeah, it's because the battery disconnected. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my fault. Okay. You're gonna go with the Beast X, and have you had a chance to to mess around with anybody's Beast X uh, Beast X controllers? Um, a little bit. Dave has one on his, so I'm learning a little bit here and there. They are nice. Yes. I've got I've got Beast X on pretty much all my helis, and Rob, I can thank Rob for that. He's the one that kind of talked me into it. You so. rock, Rob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like your slippers. I'm watching a YouTube clip of you flying this MCPX. The pink nice. slippers. Thank the you. pink slippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are my my thing people know me by. The pink slippers, yeah. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> mentions comfy. those. Yeah. What about the... What about the ladies' forum? Is it? It seems to be fairly active. There's a whole. There's a group of you guys that are pretty much posting every now and again. You know, it's a pretty small group, but nonetheless, fairly active. There's like five or six of you in there. Yeah, there's a few of us. Yeah, you guys are constantly keeping in touch. I did, like I said, I talked with Tammy last night for a long time, and she's she's a lot of fun. I, I'm really looking forward to get her on the show at some point. But do um, you guys all know each other? I mean, you, you PM each other and kind of keep in touch, or? Yeah touch it's nice to have like a group of girls i can go to and talk about the activities and everything instead of just going into the guys where they bash us sometimes not all the time but it's nice to talk to girls in the hobby i can i can tell from your accent you're in roughly from the same region as rob <laughs> yeah yeah you're just east of me i'm in minnesota you're all over in wisconsin right yep and i grew up in the up in michigan so oh you're uh, a youper yeah a youper accent mm-hmm <laughs> I catch Rob every now and again. Sometimes he says a boat, but not real, not real often. No, occasionally. No. If, if I get talking fast, maybe. I know. I do the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> so any fun flies this year? Did you hit any fun flies up? Um, we did have two fun flies at the Astro Wings Field that were my boyfriend's a member of. The... Uh-huh. Yeah, we went to two of those. What happens when you're at a fun fly? I mean, do you do you feel like you're amongst uh, heli brethren, or does it feel a little awkward? Um, it mostly feels a bit awkward because it's mostly airplane guys, and they're oh, okay, and yeah. they're in their seventies, and they do not oh. welcome me very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm an outsider. Yeah, well, I kind of know that feeling. Um, it took it took me buying a plane to get to where I felt. Uh, like I was welcome in my mm-hmm. local club. I mean, they're good. They're good guys, but they, you know, they're all plane guys. So I had to actually buy a plane to kind of get in tight with them. Exactly. Being a girl Are and you? a heli, heli pilot, it's I'm way out there. <laughs> So, uh, are you planning any uh, big events next year? Uh, I, if you have your your heli by next year, are you going to be going to Urcha? You oh, guys aren't yes. too far away. Right? Are you going to be going to Urcha? Oh yeah. You going to be checking out those Avant girls? No. <laughs> <laughs> is your boyfriend going to be checking out those Avant girls? I hope not. Oh, I don't know. He doesn't agree with that either, so. Oh, he doesn't? Yeah. No. Well, that's a good thing. At least that's what he's telling you. True. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I got to say, though, you know, I think it's pretty cool that you and your boyfriend can share 
this kind of a hobby, you know. I mean, it, really, any couple, you know, if they could share a hobby, it, you know, it's one other thing that can keep you close. And, you know, like with between me and my wife, I mean, she, I mean, she tolerates the fact that I'm in the hobby and I'm actually pretty deep in it, you know. And, um, but I could hand her a helicopter part and she wouldn't know the foggiest idea what it's for, you know. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of, I kind of would wish that we could go to the field sometime together and she'd be interested in actually wanting to try. You know, but and I've tried a couple of different ways to try and make that happen, but it's just not there. You know, so. you know that's actually a pretty common uh, in the ladies' forum. I was looking, and I noticed that that's kind of a common theme. What do guys have to do to get their ladies interested in, in helicopters? I don't know if there's anything you can do. Is there anything in particular? I mean, I think it's either you're interested in the little the tinkering aspect or, and the the coolness of flying, or you're just not. I don't think that there's really any way to get somebody interested in helis yeah i think you have to be interested in some sort of aspects whether it be tinkering with it or the flying aspect anything just to be a little bit interested helps but i may make a youtube video on tips or something that might help do i have to go so buy here's... some pink paint and some flowers and stuff there you go put some there? fuzzy pink slippers <laughs> on the heli that might help yeah there you go <laughs> yes before you met your boyfriend did the idea of flying helicopters ever cross your mind? Or did that meeting him kind of introduce you to that, and then you decided to go with it from there? I actually never knew they existed. Yeah? Yeah, it's weird. I never have seen one in my entire life. I knew helicopters existed, obviously, but I didn't know RC helis existed. Huh. Yeah, that was the first one I ever saw. They're filming Friday Night Lights in my backyard. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear it. Awesome. <laughs> I live about a mile away from a local high school. What it is really is Dan's got a window in his trailer, and the longer we talk on the on the Skype here, the more articles of clothing come off, and they're all making bets on if he's going to get all the way naked. Oh. <laughs> I'll bet on that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he's going to turn the lights off right before he takes the skinnies off. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll save everybody from that. Ah, you can't really hear them too bad. Every now and then we hear some cheering. And... <laughs> so, Callum, what do you think about ladies in the hobby? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. Do you know any? I don't know any um, personally. Rachel. Uh, well, yeah. Other over than... in the UK, flies uh, flies helicopters. Oh, that's right. There's is that that uh, she was at that fun fly. The RCHA fun fly. Is that who you're talking about? Are you yeah. talking about Bullock? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that. She's sponsored Pilot, too, isn't she? Yeah. She's yeah. sponsored by uh, Rotocraft RC, a new company launched in the uh, UK, which is quite cool. Yeah. The only females we see at our club are the 65-year-old wives of some of these old guys that come, <laughs> and yell, <laughs> come by and yell at them for being there too long. Or the occasional phone call... And you just hear her in the background, get your ass home. <laughs> You've been down there all day. Get home. I told you the trash has to go out tonight. I don't know. I think uh, I think definitely it's underrepresented by females. But uh, I don't I, like, you know, it's it's a kind of a I don't know. It's kind of a guy thing, frankly, you know. And to me, I think a chick heli pilot is has the cool factor of like a girl snowboarder. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, on top, you know, going, not to keep, you know, going off to the Avant topic, but man, 
think how cool that would be if all of those incredibly young, fine women all flew helicopters. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you speechless, huh? <laughs> no, you know what, Dan, you're right. I think it would be really cool, you know? But, I don't know. It'll never happen. No, it'll never happen. They're just, they're just spokesmodels. They're doing their, their gig. They're probably like my wife. You hand them a part, and they wouldn't know what the foggiest idea what it is. <laughs> be like, just hold this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just hold on to this and smile. We'll take your picture. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That, that's so cute. What is it? <laughs> Does that thing really fly? <laughs> what are your aspirations uh, as far as being a pilot? Are you looking at 3D or kind of a sport pilot, or you really put much thought into that kind of stuff? Um, I would like to do some 3D. Yeah? yeah. Like SmackDown 3D? or? I think so. Like, I'm willing yeah? to try pretty much anything. Yeah. You gonna do? Are you going to be the one doing all the repair work, or are you going to kind of hand that off? I would like <laughs> to be able to do the repair work also. <laughs> I want to do all things. <laughs> well, that's actually cool. You know, you got to have intimate knowledge of your helicopters, so when you are flying it like that, you know what to expect. You know. Yep. I think yeah. that's part of being a pilot. If you can fly it, you have to be able to fix it. Oh yeah, it's part of that hazing. I remember when I first got into the hobby, the debacle I got into with this small collective pitch helicopter that flew like crap, and I'd crash it like probably every other flight and spend hours fixing it. I mean, I became a professional at fixing the dang thing. I couldn't fly for squat, but, you know, I, I earned my chops on those those old small helicopters, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, for me, it was kind of like that. I bought so many helicopters the first year I was in the hobby. I became quite proficient at building, and I just I didn't fly very much because I was kind of afraid to. I was the only one, you know, I didn't have anybody around. So um, I, I have since grown past the... The enjoy well, I still enjoy building and and stuff, but not nearly as much as flying. I I would much rather. I'm gonna just gonna start sending all my shit to Rob to fix. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I, I love building. I hate repairing. It takes mm-hmm. sometimes it takes me like I'll crash and it will take me weeks to get round to even thinking about repairing it. It's just ugh. Yeah, it's, that's that's uh, how I am too. Like, I, I, I was at that fun fly this weekend, but it was. If I had a crash, I felt like I had to race to get it fixed as quick as I could so that I could just get over with it and fly. But if it's at home and it's sitting on my bench, I stare at it. I'm like, oh, i got to fix that. <laughs> Another thing to work yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, you know, with me going electric, I think it's going to be more, you know, it would be asking to be fixed, I guess. Because, like, one thing with, with it being nice was, like, damn, it's dirty. You know, I can't be bothered to get, <laughs> you know. And, you know, I think now because of me getting going all electric and I'm like, well, yeah, it's clean, you know. I can run my finger along the side frame and not, like, you know, have a pile of oil on my finger. It's just... That's yeah, going to be nice. I'm, it is. <laughs> I do agree with that too, and I feel the same way. I still love nitros, but I've got an X7 or an X. I wish I had an X7. I got an X5 sitting here on the bench that's in pieces, and uh, I don't. I mean, I want to get it fixed. If I had the parts, it would be fixed. But I hate looking at it yeah. just sitting here in pieces. Is there anything in particular, Melissa, you want to talk about? You want to talk more about your YouTube page? Is there anything you want to? I don't know. I just try really hard on my YouTube channel. It's the same name, Little Hammer Five. Check that yeah. out. <laughs> and my boyfriend also has his YouTube channel. It's the Davy HT3. And he also has 
videos of me flying on his channel and everything. So, so is your your boyfriend a fairly accomplished pilot, or is he kind of new to it as well? He's pretty accomplished. He's been how many years have you been flying? Four years. So. Oh, so he's he's been around the block then. He, yes. Uh, been around a few blocks. Okay. Has he? <laughs> oh. Uh <-huh. laughs> That's topic for another show, I think. <laughs> Alrighty, Melissa, it sure has been fun having you on the show. I would like to get you guys again on the show. I'd like to try to get all three of you on the show. That would be a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. It's been a lot of fun talking with you and uh, kind of seeing what's uh, going through the ladies' minds here in the hobby. Perfect. Thank you very much. I had fun, too. Yeah. Well, we'll see you on the forums. That was uh, Melissa from Helly Freak. What'd you think? What'd you think? That was cool. Yeah? Fun talk to her. Yeah. She's got pretty slippers. Uh-huh. Be sure to go check out her YouTube page. We will definitely have a link to that in the show notes. So, Rob. That's my name. Don't wear it out, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Right. So, we talked a little bit about your fun fly. Yes, we you did. Went. Yeah. Your fun fly that you went to. Why don't we go into detail about that? Tell us about those OptiPower packs, man. No. Okay. Okay, I will. Oh, uh, thanks. They're, I don't know, they're flying pretty good, I think. You know, I I took the two packs up that um, that uh, the guys over at OptiFuel sent over and took care to do, you know, your normal spiel you're supposed to do with light poly packs at the break-in and stuff uh, did about five six flights on each one just doing just regular stuff regular you know, sport flying and hovering and stuff like that and then i started to open them up and yeah you know so far I'm, I'm really liking the performance of them you know i had this hugely long conversation with dave he from anything heli he actually lives up in uh, fargo area so he comes down to that fun flight too and um, I let him fly the pack. He liked, I, you know, from all accounts, he told me there that he liked them. I know he kind of thinks that they're a little bit heavy, but um, mm -hmm. the packs, he's flying some Bolts packs right now that are, the, I think they're the 4100 milliamp packs, 4200, something like that. Yeah, but they're, they are, by all rights, lighter than the Hyperions that I, were fly, that I, was, that I do fly, and then these OptiPowers also. But, you know, I, I, when I got home, I put them both on the digital scale, and the OptiPowers are actually lighter than the Hyperion ones, you know, but... Um, Performance-wise, they're they're holding their own. You know, I did. Uh, I'm kind of a gadget geek, so I I was kind of anal for a few flights, and I uh, hooked my eagle. Did you just Did you just use geek and anal in the same breath? I sure you did. did. You know what? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. It was mostly yeah. dudes there. Shoot. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Now I see why the women don't ever come around this hobby. Exactly. We talk about shafts and balls and lube and. Oh man, <laughs> wagging our tails and stuff. What? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so what I would do is I, I did this, uh, and I, I posted some information in the um, the OptiPower packs threads that I've got floating around. Just I started a thread in just about every forum that I'm a part of, just to document my progress with these things, and if they just 
you know, if they totally hose and they just stop working after 30 or 40 flights, you're going to find out because that's what I'm going to post in the threads. You know, right. if they keep working well, that's what I'm going to post too. You know, but this weekend I, I did a couple of controlled flights where, but my newest Hyperion pack because by all rights at this point the Opti Power packs had only had about 10 flights on them, right? So I took uh, one of my Hyperion packs that I think has something like 20 flights on it, and I flew the same exact flight as best as I could time it. On both packs, you know, uh, trying very standard stuff that that I could look at on an Eagle Tree graph, hard like a full collective punch out straight up for like five seconds straight, right? Um, some some fast front flips with hard collective and hard cyclic on them, and some really power you know power loops. A lot of times coming through the that first quarter of a power loop from re- going forward really fast, you can load the motor up pretty good, and then you just some regular hovering to let the packs kind of settle themselves back down and then come come and land you know just a, like a quick three minute flight and i uh i monitored both of them and i put the the graph together and by all rights the opti power pack which is rated at a 30c pack um performed equally as good as my hyperion vx pack same size which is a 45c pack right it's rated at 45c um and actually the voltage was a slightly higher through most of those maneuvers on the OptiPower packs. So the internal resistance is great on these things so far. I mean, we usually like to see the, the numbers down around maybe two or three, something like that, when you got new packs. And these are all ones, maybe a couple of twos, you know. So really, really, really low resistance, really well-matched cells. And, um, so I'm, I'm real optimistic about them so far, you know. Um, I think probably for the next couple of weeks, I'm just going to fly nothing but those, um, so I can get a bunch of a bunch of flights on them. You know, this weekend I'll take it up uh, to the area where I work and I'll fly them hard all weekend. And um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you said like hard collected, <laughs> and now hard flight. <laughs> I'm going to fly them very hard. hard. <laughs> now I'm going to fly them hard and put them away empty. <laughs> oh. I, I looked at your YouTube video, the one where you where you just got them, and you kind of just a brief introduction. Yeah. Somebody made a, a comment about the rebranded Zippy. There's two yeah. things about There's two things about this pack that I think people who just assume a bigger number is always better – are going to constantly say, and I think it's a challenge for OptiFuel to get over this. Yeah. And I think it's an education issue, and you know exactly what where I'm going at. The fact that it says 30C, that's going to be a hard hurdle for people to get over. I, you know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. And then, and the color is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I mean unfortunately, it, it, it has the same blue color as a Zippy, and, you know, and, and people, look, obviously, if you... You know, we've been in pretty close contact with Optifuel on these packs, and they've sent us research literature. There's o- these packs are obviously not just rebranded packs. These packs are thoroughly tested and thoroughly. I mean, they researched. They did their homework. Well, they're they're built from the ground up, starting with uh, cell manufacturer, and they're sourced from the cell up. You know, and they're they're built from scratch, just like any other pack would be. I'm actually excited to get my hands on a couple. Uh, I'm going to get, um, you know, when you're done with this, uh, I'm going to have you send me one of them so I can fly it on my Gowie. But yeah. I am going to buy probably a very small number 
uh, for the for the uh, fusion, so I can just get a lot of flights in without having you know not you know probably just get four of them initially for two flights, yeah. Just so I can get a lot of flights in on them because I would really like to see, you know, I have volts and I'm liking them. Mm-hmm. There's and as I get more, I think I've got uh, should I've got damn near 22 cycles on all four of my uh, volts packs. And they're just get they're you know they're just great. The internal resistance is low at three. Yeah. Um, they're really good packs. I do know Dave as he ta- as he as you mentioned he was talking to me about them and you know his first comment was the weight. Well, you know I don't think I think there's a lot of guys that may consider the weight, but I think for your average flyer, a hundred grams really isn't that big of an issue. No, no. They then when I weighed the OptiPower, it came in at I think six hundred and Something like between 660 and 680 grams. Yeah, so that's even less. That's like that's like 80, 80 some grams higher than the volts. Yeah, yeah. At five five ninety ish. Oh yeah. And it, so, and also you know it's electric as well. I mean the, the electric is going to pull, you know, a lot of power. So yeah, it, it's you know you, you're not going to notice much difference at all. Uh, I guess sometime, you know, maybe a bit more weight, I think, is probably better, you know. I think in some cases, you're right, Callum, it is better. Yeah, because, I mean, for example, doing autos, you know, a light machine is just going to feather away, you know, whereas a machine that has a bit of weight to it will, you know, glide through pull. the, you know, pull, pull through the wind, but... pull it, Yeah, pull itself through the auto. Yeah. So, tell me, Rob, about this. I'm not real sure about... Uh, 30C and 80C max burst. Is that a common? Is that common for packs to have a max burst like that? Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, here's what I see happening, and this is fairly standard. And you know, I don't, by all rights, I haven't gone to all the manufacturers and scoured documents to find sourcing and testing procedures that have been done. But typically, what I see is. Um, you'll see some sort of a nominal rating and then roughly double that is what somebody will mark as the peak for, say, sustained for 10 seconds or something. And that's Mm -hmm. part of why I did that punch in the test where I would just do a full collective punch out for five seconds because I wanted to watch how deep the pack would sag when I did that, you know, because all packs are going to sag when you look at the voltage layout, when you're looking at a graph or something. Anytime you're punching hard on the collective or, or you're doing something that's loading the head, you can watch the voltage go down and back up, down and back up inside the pack. Well, the C rating or, or how much current capability the pack has before the cell starts to, to lose a lot of voltage considerably, that's where that comes from is that C rating comes from determining a pack's ability to hold its voltage under load, right? How far can you push it before it it just sags below nominal voltage. That's why you see most manufacturers just go off of that 10-second thing. Now, I'm sure most manufacturers do some value of testing to determine that number. Um, but, you know, you never know. For all I know, everybody's just going with the standard. We're going to pick a C rating based on some initial test we do, and we're just going to double it and say you could do this much double, right? I mean, you uh-huh. can see, like, these OptiPower packs, that, that burst rating is more than twice as much. Right. Yeah. Um, right. And the nominal, if you will, C rating is, frankly, a little conservative, I think, you know, in its numbers. But um, the way OptiFuel did it is, and this is, this is, I think, the way most pack testing should be done to come up with your resultant mm-hmm. figures, right? 
OptiFuel first did all the pack sourcing that they had to do to find cells that, that had very low internal resistance and that were very closely matched. I mean, I think these packs, as I've been balancing, they're off by maybe one one thousandth, you know, of a volt. You know, not we're not talking about the hundredths here. You know, thousandths mm-hmm. of a volt. Um, they did all the C rating load testing with actual silicon wire on a pack that was completely assembled. A lot of times, manufacturers, cell manufacturers themselves, will do a C rating kind of a test by hard soldering a cell to a rail, an actual, I don't know if it would be aluminum or copper or however they do it, an actual rail and apply voltage to that rail, right? So Mm -hmm. there isn't any sort of resistance buildup involved with their test, right? You could call that a, quote, true C rating for the cell itself. By all rights, these OptiPower packs, if you did it that way, the cell itself is most likely capable of more than 30, quote, 30C, right? But they did the testing by building the pack all the way up, putting a connector on the end of it and testing it, running it under load to watch those voltage sag and when it gets past a certain amount, that's how they can determine how many times the size of the pack did they get, you know, in amperage. That's how you come up with your C rating, you know, like... Uh, 5,000 milliamp pack, it's a 5 amps is 1C, right? So right. 10C would be 50 amps. You could pull off that. So they came up with this 30C, I think, for that. You know, I see a lot of packs out there. And, and again, remember, I'm no everyday flyer, you know, if you've ever heard of that name off RC groups. I don't have – I mean, he's got equipment that's specifically designed to torture test a, a, a Li-Poly battery or other type of battery, you know, big, expensive equipment. I don't have that stuff. But what I do know is – I'm of the opinion that a lot of the cell C ratings that we see out there are slightly bloated. You know, I think it's there's a little bit of marketing that's that's fed into how that's done, right? I mean, if you do the math on a pack that's rated at say 65C nominal, there's absolutely no way any helicopter that's on the market right now is going to pull 65C worth of power out of a 5,000 milliamp six cell pack. It's just impossible to do it. You'd melt the wires before you could hit that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, the reason why you'd want to pack with more with more C's, if you will, right, um, is so that when you pull it under the load that you normally pull it, there's more headroom as far as how much how much the pack could handle before it starts to sag, which means at the end of your flight, the leftover voltage in your pack is going to be higher than a pack that's, say, an old-school 25C pack or something would be, right? So, right. one, you can fly harder for longer, and two... You're stressing, you're stressing the cells less, right? So they last longer. That's the whole idea. But for some, for anybody out there flying a, a helicopter right now, to think that if somebody was to give them a free 65 C pack and a free 45 C pack, and I, I couldn't see why anybody would assume that they would get hugely different performance out of the 65 C pack versus the 45 C. I mean, if we look at how pro pilots fly these days. They've been flying as hard as they've been flying for years now. You know, they they were flying like this on on 30 C packs back when packs were really 30 C, and that was all that could be done in the market. I don't know. That's my daily rant about batteries. Had the guys at OptiField not sent me these batteries, I would still have the same conversation with somebody that's convinced that they got to buy more C's and spend that money so that they can fly better. You know, there's I just don't see it happening. You know. Well, I think it's a it's a marketing tactic that's worked. I think. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, even I, when I, you, not knowing anything about electric helicopters, when I went to purchase my packs, 
I first thing I went for was the most C I could get. Yeah. Not not even knowing why. Oh yeah. It's just kind of ingrained. Oh, bigger number that must be better. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, in the airplane world, the electric airplane world, for the longest time, and, and you know, I guess I've been out of that scene. I don't really fly airplanes, but I follow it. You know, um, for a while there, a lot of the dialogue about purchasing batteries for your airplanes was to buy the C that you need. You know what I mean? Not the most you can get, because you know, with airplanes. I think a little bit more so than helicopters these days, at least. Weight is an issue, and a lower CPAC would be lighter than a uh, higher CPAC would be of the same size, right? It has to do with the density in the cells and stuff like that. But um, so, but everybody's so power hungry, you know. Uh, a, not even a year ago, people were flying at 12 degrees, and that was insane. 12 degrees collective, 13 degrees. Now it's 15. We're buying stock off the shelf at 15 degrees uh, available collective. You know this HK3. Uh, motor column that you're getting is a behemoth motor. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing pulls like, what is that? You can pull like 10,000 watts off of that thing, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a lot of power. You know, I could I could power a couple of houses on 10,000 watts. Oh, yeah. Mean machine. Bigger, better, more. Right, exactly my point. I think it's going to be interesting to see how these uh, optic powers hold up. And uh, it'll be interesting also to see how well they're welcomed in the states i know that you know we've had a few people ask about availability and pricing of course we don't we don't know any of that information we're not privy to any any of that information but yeah as soon as we do know which um you know we've been talking to optifuel about we will definitely let those of you who have asked know i'm sure rob will make that information available to you oh yeah yeah and i I hope it work out well too you know because i mean i don't I never like to give somebody bad news or something like that, but I mean, if these things, if they don't do what what it says they're going to do, I'd be disappointed, but I'm going to document that. That's what I'm here for, you know? Right. And I don't want to have to do that, so I always interrupt. Dude, dude, I stared at my X5 today for almost mm-hmm. an hour try, with a BEC Pro in my hand and Did a two-cell LiPo you? in my hand. I fly right now with a two-cell LiPo on there, right? right? And I've been thinking, man, should I just put this BEC on here or what? And I Did s- you? No. I didn't want to fuck <laughs> with cutting the heat sh- shrink off and resoldering the uh, right, and all this right, other right. shit. And I was brainstorming, well, why don't I just make like a Dean's adapter that has a little pigtail out with the microdeans for the... You know, so I could all unplug all this shit when I was done later, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to get the solder gun out and solder and whoop this out of the way. <laughs> That's the point. Now that you mentioned the BEC, I'm actually in a debate with myself whether to go with a separate pack or to solder it to the main pack, or not to okay. even run a BEC and just run a, a like a little regulator or some shit. Um, I know the Quantronic guys have their internal BEC, so they just plug the main battery in and away they go. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Do I want to run a separate pack? Don't I? You know, I kind of. I think I think if I'm doing some like 3D and you know you got the servos drawing off the main battery as well, it's kind of like, oh, do I? And then I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, know you know, do. I I think you know. I mean. 
from a servo current consumption perspective, or amperage or milliamps, if you will, you're not going to see a noticeable decrease in flight time, maybe 10 less seconds. I mean, because in a hover, that helicopter is going to probably eat, you know, I don't know, probably a couple hundred milliamps a minute, if not more, more than that, I'm sure. Easily more than that. What am I talking about? So... <laughs> I mean, in a given flight, like right now, because on my X5, I fly on, on a two-cell LiPo on that. And if I and I tested this once. I did one flight, and then I charged that battery back up again. I put like 110 milliamps in the thing. So it was a very nominal draw, right, off the battery. So, But you'd have to check and see, like, what's the specs on that BEC that comes with that Scorpion Commander? Do you know, right, like, what... It, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a BEC... It doesn't. Okay. Well, do you? Okay. So you're gonna have to be external either way. But yeah. Yeah, but I don't know whether to run it from the main pack or an extra or a separate pack. Um, I like the idea of an external pack, but I don't like the idea of extra added weight and having to stick it somewhere else and just something else to charge. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I'm starting to run into on my X5. I'm like, really. But it's, I mean, it hasn't been that big of a deal. I mean, I, I, like we were talking about weight before, I mean, I I haven't really noticed it because I have a larger one and then I went to a smaller one, you know, and I haven't noticed it. I mean, I, how are you going to notice, like, 30 grams, Yeah, and, grams? you know, all these pilots running Contronic and, you know, they're running an internal BEC, so, you know, it's not really going to be much of a problem, I think. It's just, it actually, for some reason, got in my mind because the, my, my whole power... My whole power radio system is actually quite power hungry. Um, yeah. Off like a 5,000 milliamp life battery, I only get like five flights. Yeah. Um, it is pretty power hungry, and you know, I'm thinking, well, if I'm pulling so much out of the motor, especially I'm going to be running on an end like head speed at 2,400, um, and doing some like, you know, power maneuvers, you know, what can happen if I, I put some load on the servos or the, the whole system itself, you know? What am I do? Can I have intermittent server outages or some shit? You know, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's, yeah. I mean, I guess I can always try it. If I don't like it, I can just rip the damn thing off and like, yeah. You know, I kind of like, I kind of like the idea of an external, uh, or not having the BEC and just running an external flight pack because if something does happen to your ESC, you can still, you'll still have flight controls. Or yeah. If the battery that, comes unplugged. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in your V, in your V bar reinitializes. That. That, that's another good concern, actually, is, you know, because if you do run out of flight power or some shit like that, you can, you still have auto capability, but I don't know, I just like the convenience of not having to have a flight pack on there and just, well, all this BEC shit, yeah. Stomping the chump, so here's the deal, guys, stomp the chump. <laughs> but continue, you go but continue, I, I, I can hold it Take your no no go ahead take go ahead and take your computer so everyone can hear go ahead go ahead sorry right. go ahead go ahead <laughs> I'm back yeah stump the chump <laughs> just pee right in your pants you got depends on I've got bottles <laughs> so cool <laughs> okay so here here's the deal guys stump the chump now yeah it, it helps if you don't drop your phone didn't drop the phone this is a this is a uh, a clamp, a balsa clamp. All right, stump the chump. So I don't have any pictures for you guys because this really wasn't something that pictures would help you with. Damn, I was hoping to get like really excited over those pictures. 
pictures. Okay. No pictures. So here's here's the scenario, if you will. Okay, we're talking about a miniature aircraft, Furion 450. So a small helicopter. Yeah. All right. It's got a it's got a Scorpion ESC and a Scorpion motor, and he's running. Uh, well, he didn't really tell me what size packs, but uh, four cell packs. This happened twice over the period of a week. He would start to spool up, and he'd get about mid-stick on normal. All the power would shut off. He would still have flight controls, but his his uh, motor would stop spinning. He'd have to spool down completely, unplug, reinitialize the ESC, and go back at and and then go ahead. Everything benched fine. And this is what's happening. What's going on? Sounds like a... I don't know. I don't really know electrical that well, but it sounds like a motor timing issue or some shit. It's gremlins. Is it gremlins? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that really all you're going <laughs> to... It's just like, dude, your helicopter's got gremlins, man. Better get it right. No. So is it something you should worry about, or what should he do? Yeah, you should worry about it for sure, because if that happens to him in the middle of a flight, or if the timing is off, it can actually cause the motor... Because, you know, the timing has to do with rotating the magnetized coils around that inner core to pull the magnets around and move pull a can around in a circle, right? Well, if the timing is off, if it's too slow or too fast, what happens then is then the energized stator is too close to the wrong pull magnet on the can, and in some cases it can cog the motor backwards, one like a, maybe an eighth of a turn and then back forwards again. Mm-hmm. Two things happen. One, you're going to probably strip a tooth on your gear or really give a lot of chatter to your one-way bearing, which is going to wear it out. Um, mm-hmm. Or during the time that it's cogging backwards, there's a huge increase in amp draw or like current draw to the motor, and it's going to heat the coils up and eventually burn them out. You know, But most likely, it's like Callum says, most likely it could be a timing issue or maybe he accidentally did something really wonky with his – well, no, it wouldn't be his throttle curve in his radio because you said if he unplugs and goes back, he can get in the air and get it to fly right, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it, maybe it has to do with some sort of – if he's coming, starting in normal and slowly moving that stick up, right, to get to speed, and then he probably flips to idle later. Um, maybe there's some sort of percentage point in there that exacerbates this timing problem, right, and then causes the motor to shut down. You said it's a Scorpion motor and a, Scorp- a Scorpion speed controller? Okay. I know the castle speed controllers, If well, it depends on what mode you have them in, I guess, but there's a, a feature where it can tell if there's a prop strike, and it shuts the motor down when that happens. So cogging would make it seem like that, right, like a prop strike to the motor. Okay, so he needs to, what you're saying is he needs to go and read the error beeps. Yeah, yep, if he's getting okay. beeps off his speed controller, it'll tell him what it's for, but... I mean, and if it's timing, just drop it to low timing to start with. Well, here's what we'll do. Uh, I will forward this information to Fred S., uh, RC Heli Nation user Fred S., and I will then follow up with him to find out if your advice helped his problem. If it did help his problem, yay for us. If it didn't, Fred S. gets a free T-shirt. I will be in touch with you, Fred, uh, via email, and we will continue this, and on the next show... We will update you guys, and it'll also be on our webpage. It'll tell you if Rob and Callum were able to figure it out, 
Or if a listener was able to stump the chumps. Uh, uh, stump the chumps. <laughs> wow, you, you, you actually, you doing that, I actually put an image in my head of like some kind of like fat guy running after donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but hang on, we shouldn't include that in the show because like I'm stereotyping. That's all right. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the uh, current trend? Uh, apparently, and, and, you know, when I say forum, generally, you know, I know Rob spends a lot of time on other forums, but I have a tendency to mainly just kind of check out HeliFreak. But there's something happening on HeliFreak, and uh, and I, I'll find a way to bitch about the forums uh, at any given time. But what's happening now that I don't particularly care for? Is they're charging it's... shipping, and you didn't realize it. <laughs> God dang it. Taking my money left and right. So every time you every time you log on to a forum, well, HeliFreak in particular, and I'm sure it's this way with many other forums, you're going to see two kinds of threads. And, and what are they? Can you guys tell me what they are? One's, Off the top of your... one's with words and one's with words and pictures. No, <laughs> you're going to see Mikado versus Beast X, yep. and you're going to see Contronic versus CC. Well, I don't know what about you. Bar versus Five Bar list. Yeah, well, yeah, it's pretty much that one always turns into a Mikado versus Beast X. Yeah. But the thing is. I don't know about you guys, but it's getting to the point where I don't even, if I see that, if I see that in the topic, I don't even look at it because I'm getting so tired of the same shit in those, in those threads every time. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's getting ridiculous. Well, and you know, the thing is, I think, and I mean, let's face it. This is like the digital version of standing around behind the flight line, waiting for your batteries to charge, shooting the shit with your buddies, right? Just on a larger scale because there's so many more people involved. Not only that, but it it's that, and you can add anonymity. An, 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 anonymity. Anonymity. No, I'm, I'm, no, that was wrong. Anonymity. It's a Yeah. Well, you can add that on top of it. Anyway, go anonymity. ahead. Anonymity. Anim, anonymity. Just say anonymity. It's just it's anonymous it's anonymous it's anemones so anyway you know you add that on top and and, you know people end up just getting ridiculous and I didn't mean to interrupt you but go ahead what were you saying Rob the search search function works great (laughs) (laughs) well I you know because I think it, it happens a lot you get a thread that was just talked that subject matter was just talked about the week before and you get somebody else that comes in that either is new to the forum or has been there but decided they needed to ask this question, and they make a new thread for the same thing. And usually you could tell that happened because, like, the third or fourth post in the thread will have a link to the other thread that probably has everything <laughs> that guy needs to know. But since the ball is already rolling, this that thread's going to grow legs and walk away too. You know what I mean? <laughs> but And it's cool. I mean, it keeps chatter going, I guess, but... Apparently the th- the search function doesn't work all that well. I don't even use it. I, I don't think I've ever used a search function on a heli forum before. But you already know everything, Callum. What what is there for you to, you know? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He knows how to lube his shaft without touching it. Yeah, oh yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's just what I'm, it's just the thing that I I just uh, it, it, it's getting old but anyway so we uh started up a facebook page yay well, facebook me dude we did but you know i think right now there's only three likes and they're me you rob and rob's wife 
Yeah. <laughs> really? But he's Rob's wife's got Facebook. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's I'm, up? I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna Facebook her. <laughs> Are you gonna poke my wife, Callum? <laughs> oh yes, you bet. <laughs> so, aside from all this talk, what we need you guys to do, and it's a shame that I deleted the last RC Hilly Nation Facebook page because we were, I think we were pushing 300 when I deleted it. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Oh, I know, I know what I was thinking. I was thinking that I was mental. All seriousness, though, guys, go ahead and go to the Facebook page and like us because we're likable guys. And then tweet er us. Twice <laughs> off because nobody cares. <laughs> I, you know, I I put some stuff on there occasionally, but I don't know how. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Tweet. Anyway, follow us on tweet, Twitter, Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> what is it? Twitter. 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 Wait. Twitter. Wait. Twitter. 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 Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That is a no-no word in the United States. Oh, twat. Twat, yeah. Nope. Ooh. It's almost as... It's almost as bad as the C word. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, I'm going to have to delete that one out of there. <laughs> Go to those, uh, you know, those social networking pages. Uh, we are, you know, we, we keep an eye on that stuff. So, you know, say hi. Yeah. Uh, go to the Nation Network. It's starting to get a little more active. Certainly nothing to write home about, but uh, there's a few people being a little active in there. Then, of course, there's always the email addresses, uh, Dan, Rob, and Callum at rchillynation.com. Rob has got his uh, own YouTube page, NextGen RC. Go check that out. He's got lots of information there. He's also got his webpage, The Front Porch. Uh, lots of good information there. And then Callum has got... The Internet. <laughs> Callum on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a blog there. He talks about what's going on with his uh, with his uh, flying world. Yeah, that's a point. I, I haven't updated that for quite a few weeks. And you I, should. And I really should. And I really should document what I'm doing with my fury and, and you know document you know how to lube your main shaft and without you know, touching it. Yeah. Yes, and you know mm-hmm. and how to you know. <laughs> also, you should do- should also blog how to pronounce aluminum. Oh, you mean aluminium? No, no, no. We don't know what al- aluminium is. Uh, 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 it's aluminium. And soldering. It's Solder. soldering. Mm-hmm. What, what, is, what is it even mobile? It's, it's mobile. Mobile. It's mobile. It, no, fuck, it's not mobile. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Are we causing you to lose your heritage, Cal? Alrighty, guys. That's it for this show. I hope you enjoyed it catch you on the flip side. Nice. Oh my god. Milk. Delivering. Is that who your dad is? No. (laughs) 